boys and girls, and welcome back. It is week nine of the college football season. Uh, week nine, I, I, I'm, there is there's at least one week each season where one of the two of us, uh, me me being crappy and and her being Carla, where Hi. where one of us has has sworn off college football. It is like no, this game is stupid, and I'm never watching it ever again. I don't I don't know for sure, but I, I think I, I think. I don't know for sure that she's still feeling that way, but I think Carla mentioned something like that on Saturday, right? I did. Yeah, I swore off college football on Saturday after after that abysmal overtime that should have been a Penn State win, and we'll talk about that. We have, I have thoughts. <laughs> yes. We have lots of things to talk about yes. in regards to that game. We have um, because um, somebody somebody is 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 very cruel in that regard and is going to force me to talk about both teams. <clears throat> um this this week <laughs> thank you yeah, that very did, much I, that, did, that did occur to me um um I, I did, and just as a heads up aj's not going to be helpful either so well <laughs> uh, but but i've i, look, I hate I've, you all uh, that's perfectly fair i understand it completely um i and i've and and as you know i've been i've been in your shoes i have i have yes, been you, have. you know it's it's uh whether it's you know kind of bitter defeats uh like uh college football semifinals it was a catch uh, mm-hmm. Or, or you know, just kind of out of nowhere, un, um, upsets. It is part of the game's charm. Even though you don't feel so the, very, very charmed right now, I'm sure. So, the, so they tell me. Yeah, so. no, it was, it was, it was real hard to put the shirt on tonight. But I'd saved the shirt specifically for this show, um, and because this is our, this is our traditional rivalry week. Um, yes. And also, apparently, my Halloween costume. Ah, okay. I am okay. I am going as a Penn State fan because I don't know if I actually am still one. You of course you are. Come on. Stop. <laughs> Carla has her lovely uh uh navy blue uh uh Penn State shirt t-shirt on. I am wearing my my uh my road white number 1 jersey for Justin Fields. I would not I actually would not wear this if there was going to be a whiteout in in Penn State this week. Um, that's just a, a superstitious thing that I have, but given that, I mean, I don't, there are going to be some ushers or I don't know, there might be people in the stands. Not many. Were, I, not many. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't actually think I, I, I noticed, and this is the thing that I actually wanted to mention because the, the, the pen, the, the big tens rules were no fans. There were a fair amount of number of people. So I don't know what the definition of like friends and family is um but like you know watching your game last week uh certainly there were um there there was a, a like this cluster um mm-hmm. in, in memorial stadium at bloomington of of uh, penn state fans um and it's it's enough that you can hear you can hear crowd responses which is kind of cool i don't know i i'm i there's stuff that's being piped into i'm sure but so i don't know i don't know to what degree that that's a um that's actually what i'm hearing but um it is kind of cool that there are people there so yeah, I think I think it was mostly family. I mean, that was the, yeah. every time they went back up into like to show people that were there, it, mm-hmm. they were always referencing somebody's parents. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing that most of it was family or like very very you know, or people who travel with the team. But um, but yeah, I mean, it is cool that like I, I'm happy that that parents of players get to go into games yeah, if that's that who is, that it, is. it is that is letting in. That's that that it should be that way. Um, you know, let the parents be. of these kids in. Yes, they should be number one, um, and, and as we've discussed before, students number two, and then uh, pretty much screw everybody else because they're just um, they're they're old people like me who who just want to go see the football games. Um, <laughs> but so uh, 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 before we before we continue on, anything else from last weekend, um, not involving uh, an Indiana Hoosier that that got your attention. Um, sure. A couple things. Um, well, we started off on, let's talk about happier things. Like, um, the fact that when the, um, when the big 10 kicked off on Friday night, a cold front rolled through Nashville, like literally it was simultaneously (laughs) at the time the game was, was kicking off. The cold front was coming through Nashville and it's like, hallelujah, it is finally fall. Um, and I watched a good chunk of that game on Friday night. And uh, Graham Mertz, I actually, I don't know if you're following the conversation that was going on on Twitter. I was talking with, with we, we mentioned him last week, so hi again, Braden. Um, Braden Gall, who is here in Nashville, um, owner now of the 440 Sports uh, Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, he's a Wisconsin fan, right? So he's got Big Ten roots in himself. 
And um, I posted something about, or he posted something, and I said, is there a quarterback controversy brewing in Wisconsin because Jack Cohn is out hurt? Graham Mertz is legit. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, he looks real good. Like, is Jack Cohn ever going to see time under center again in Wisconsin? No. I don't no. I don't think so. <laughs> um, if I'm Jack Cohn, I'm, like, packing my bags for the NFL at this point. Like, I, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's been fun. See you later. Um, Mertz was impressive. Holy cow. Um, I, I think based on what I saw out of the big, I mean, we, we did an entire big 10 show last week, um, based out of what I saw out of what was going on in the West, I think Wisconsin is heads and tails above everybody else in the West right now. Um, now true. It was against Illinois. I get that, but like that offense looks good. That defense looks good. Like mm -hmm. it's, I, I, I think Wisconsin is still the team to beat in the West. Um, so that was really fun to kind of get to have them get that spotlight on Friday night um, mm -hmm. to be able to like, really devote time to watching that game because I mean that kid looks that he's he's gonna be legit for a while. I think so. Um, the other fun thing from this weekend, well, two quick things. Um, we exchanged text messages and I what well, we no that was on Twitter. I can't remember what we do via text. What we do on publicly anymore? Just typing stuff in my phone. I'm old. It doesn't I'm matter where. Things on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but the, but the rice. Quadruple um, doink. Doink, 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 doink. Field goal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, Holly Anderson from, used to be from Bleacher Report, now from um, Banner Society or whatever, wherever she is now, um, had a, a running thing where if you hit the, the post more than twice, like you mm -hmm. should automatically, like you should get those points. Right. Because that's really hard to do. Like if you're going to bounce the ball off the I upright like twice, rule. like you should get credit for the field goal. Um, she was going berserkers on twitter over a four she's like that should be worth like six points or something um that's a kicker touchdown is what, that, is like, what that is you couldn't do that if you tried no. i i mean it was just the most bizarre thing i've ever seen in my life if it like the if 2020 was a field goal that, that mm -hmm. was it um and and the funny part about the whole thing is is that you know i feel bad for the kid because i mean you couldn't do that if you tried you didn't get any points for it and then his football team lost the game to my mtsu blue raiders like Correct. yes um, so, so yeah, I mean, wins have been few and far between for my boys from Murfreesboro. So, um, yeah, we'll take it however we can get it. Um, but yeah, bonkers. And the last thing I wanted to mention was, I think after you all had gone to bed, mm -hmm. AJ might've still been out watching football. I flipped over to Probably. the World Series. Okay. Um, and if you didn't see the World Series on Saturday night, I think the World Series took a cue from Mountain West football. Um, because it was one of the craziest baseball games I've ever watched in my life. And at one point I posted, is there such a thing as world series after dark? Huh. And I posted that. And then the game ended up in a walk-off play. That is a play that you've never seen before. Almost right. as bizarre as the quadruple doink from rice. So I'm going to say that the World Series after dark, if a World Series game is being played on a Saturday night when there is college football being played, which uh -huh. can happen again because this yes. is like normal time for the World Series. Um, yeah. I think that's a thing. I think World Series after dark is taking its cues from what's happening in college football. And um, welcome be. back. Welcome. Welcome back after darkness. And uh, the World Series lived up to it. That was one <laughs> heck of that was just crazy. Like, thank God something made me, like, just kind of, like, be happy with sports again after I okay, was just, like, football is awful. Nice. Football sucks. Yes, I agree. No, that I was don't. my weekend. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, my, my observation, uh, being the, the uh, myopic Ohio State fan that I am, um, has to do with uh, um, Michigan and Minnesota. Yeah. Um, and, and specifically, I mean, the, the thing that I, that, I, that I took away from that game is, um, does Harbaugh finally – have a quarterback. Um, I, I was I was fairly impressed with Joe Milton. Not great, um, but promising. And he's a junior, so you know, sensibly he's got. You know, you would assume he's got a couple years uh, ahead of him. Uh, Fifteen to twenty-two for two hundred twenty-four yards, uh, twenty-five yards, and a touchdown. Uh, he rushed uh, for another touchdown, gaining fifty-three yards on the ground. Um, he, he looks like uh, he looks poised. Seems to have a decent grasp on the offense. You don't. You, I did not see anything that was like obvious confusion. Um, good speed, so kind of a, a dual threat dish guy. Um, and this is, I mean, the, the this is the first quarterback that has started from Michigan that Harbaugh recruited. So you know, I, for all the stuff I make fun of the quarterback whisperer thing. Um, 
but th this is his first guy. The question I have uh, is, um, obviously, uh, you know, you guys have heard me uh, reference Shea Patterson as being kind of mediocre. Um, he, 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 was, he was fair at best at Ole Miss. Um, I saw kind of the same thing, and that's, and that's borne out by the results. Uh, when in the two years he was a starter at Michigan, why why couldn't Joe Milton beat him out? Um, I, I, I yeah. wonder. I, I, he because he he looks like the upside at least is much much higher. Um, so you know I don't know if that's uh, it's some kind of weird loyalty thing that uh, that that Harbaugh had for a quarterback who who left the SEC and transferred to to Ann Arbor. Um, so I, I wonder about that, but on its face, um, Joe Milton looks like a, 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 a promising addition um, and was a big part of why Michigan looks so impressive uh, in beating Illinois, beating Illinois, beating Minnesota on Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, AJ, uh, and, and, and he's not necessarily, he's wrong some of the time, but not always, but he's going to tell you that there are a ton of a killer group of five games this weekend and that you should watch all of them. That's what he's going to say instead of watching games that, that we're largely going to talk about. In some instances, he's correct. In others, he is not. But you guys can make up your own mind. And here's AJ to give you uh, this week's group of five report. AJ, it's all yours. Hello, everyone. It is this week's group of five report. We've got ourselves... A barn burner this week. Last week was the return of the Mountain West. We had three games after 9 p.m. on Saturday. They were glorious. Wyoming and Nevada took it to overtime with a second-string freshman walk-on kicker nailing a 42-yard field goal for Wyoming to send it to overtime? Come on. Real football is back. And I'm not talking about the fact that Penn State lost to Indiana on the greatest play of all time. Doink. Uh, Mountain West football, though, just providing for all of us in these spooky, spooky times. Thursday, October 29th, Colorado State plays Fresno State. Colorado State favored by one and a half over under 59. Um, 10 p.m. game on Thursday the 29th? Yes, please. Uh, Fresno State looked, they looked okay. Not great against Hawaii, but they are still rebuilding after their uh, Mountain West season of two years ago. So they are on their way back up. Uh, Colorado State coming fresh into the season. This is their first game of the season. Uh, their game last week was postponed. Uh, I actually believe they went with a full no contest and they will not be replaying that game. Uh, but Fresno State uh, looked Looked okay. Colorado State is a much more talented team, and the line reflects that. Friday, October 30th, Hawaii travels to Wyoming. I mean, is there like a a, a much more disparate uh, environment for these two teams? Like Hawaii, the beautiful island. Wyoming is Wyoming. Like, Hawaii looked fantastic last week. Uh, Hawaii's running the ball. Uh, you may remember their head coach is Todd Graham uh, <laughs> after Nick Rolovich left for Washington State. Uh, so, yeah, Todd Graham has a job again, everybody. And they're running the football, and they were running it great. I mean, Chevin Cordero uh, was their, is their quarterback. He threw for 229 yards, ran for another 116 and two touchdowns. So they have a really good quarterback again in Hawaii. Surprise. Uh, Wyoming is just playing grit ball. They're gonna they're gonna play hard. They have a really good young quarterback uh, who made a really brutal late game mistake against Nevada. They still were able to take it to overtime and lost, but uh, this should be a fantastic game. That's on Friday night. Uh, it is the only game of note on Friday night, so you should watch that. That is at nine forty five on Fox Sports One. Uh, we will also turn our eye to Saturday, October thirty first, and this is where the fun belt. And Mountain West come together to form just a, a spectacular day of football. But before we get to the powers that be in the Sun Belt and the Mountain West, we have to cover one game from the American Conference. And that is Memphis going on the road to Cincinnati noon at ESPN. Um, 
it's time for Memphis to ruin the AAC. Uh, what they're what they have on deck here is if they beat Cincinnati, they are going to knock Cincinnati down to a one loss team, uh, which would then put them all kind of into one big bunch up at the top uh, with Houston and Tulsa and SMU. Uh, so we could, in essence, start to get into like deep tiebreaker territory. So let's go Memphis Tigers. Um Memphis obviously coming off of the big win against UCF and not having a look-ahead game against Temple last week. They get Cincinnati at home. And that's going to be hard for Memphis. Um, Cincinnati plays incredibly well at home. Um, They have a ton of talent. Luke, Luke Fickle has recruited incredibly well there. So this should be the barn burner of the noon hour. Please do not watch Michigan and Michigan State. Also, at noon, Coastal Carolina ranked Coastal Carolina at number 25-0 in the Sun Belt. Uh, Travels to Atlanta to play Georgia State. Coastal Carolina just looks fantastic. Uh, They had to replace their starting quarterback, Grayson McCall, in the last game. Uh, The backup for Coastal Carolina looked fantastic as well. Um, stumbled a bit. They weren't as as uh, you know dominating as they have been this year. Uh, but the, he still looked great, and as the game went on, he got better. Uh, so I expect Coastal Carolina to win here. Line is two and a half over under sixty one and a half. That's at noon on ESPNU. On ESPN three, Troy, the trusted Troy Trojans, uh, travel to Jonesboro to play Arkansas State. This game should just be dumb and fun. Uh, Arkansas State's favored by three with the over under 72. I mean, let's let's have ourselves a ball here, everybody. I, Arkansas State just rotates quarterbacks. Uh, they're just fun to watch. Uh, Troy plays a bit more of a, a running style, but that game is on ESPN3, so you will need to find a streaming device. Highly recommend doing so. Um, and then we'll jump over to 6 p.m. on CBS Sports Network, at the Network of Champions. Boise State goes to the U.S. Air Force uh, Academy in Colorado to play at Falcon Stadium. Boise State came out and just absolutely romped uh, in their opening game, although they did feature one of the greatest punts of all time where the punter punted it off of the back of the up man and lost 38 yards. Um, Just true, true magic there. Boise is favored by 14. They are still the class of the Mountain West until proven otherwise. Uh, Air Force... Came out, Womp Navy did not look great against San Jose State last week. Uh, we'll get to them in a second. And so, yeah, I expect Boise to come out and Womp Air Force too. Uh, we'll jump to San Jose State. Let's put let's put a little let's put a little funk on San Jose State. San Jose State has not won a Mountain West game in quite some time. They they did beat Arkansas last year, <clears throat> and that's why Chad Morris doesn't have a job. But San Jose State is a not great program, but they seem to be turning a bit of a corner. Uh, I hope that this turns out to be much more like uh, the Fresno State story of two years ago where they went from like 0-12 to winning the conference. San Jose State deserves more. They've put in a lot of work. Uh, San Jose State is actually favored over New Mexico by 13.5. That's because New Mexico is real bad. Um just in general. They're just not a terribly talented team. Uh, and San Jose State looked great. So San Jose State favored by 13.5. I expect them to win. That is at 7 on Fox Sports 1. 8 p.m. ESPNU. Louisiana plays Texas State. Texas State gave BYU a little bit of a, a little heartburn. Tough to swallow at first. Then BYU took it the rest of the way. But um, Texas State, again, they're, they're going to put some heartburn in your chest. Uh, Louisiana, four and one, still looking great, still fun to watch. Uh, I reckon this is again. This is at eight p.m. on ESPNU. We we have proper like channel flipping uh, games now. You can actually flip between a bunch of games now. Uh, speaking of which, nine thirty, San Jose, San Diego State. Excuse me, San Diego State. Now coached by former Michigan head coach Brady Hoke. Going home to San Diego, uh, travels to Logan to play Utah State on CBS Sports Network, the network of champions. San Diego State is going to hurt you. 
They're just going to kick your chest in. That's all they're going to do. They're not going to throw the ball that well. Carson Baker, the quarterback for San Diego State, was 12-25 for 137. They're, they're not a throwing football team. They're going to do what San Diego State does, which is run the ball down your throat and then through your esophagus, down your chest cavity, and into your stomach. Um, they are very, very good at that, and they absolutely whomped last week. Um I fully expect San Diego State to do the same thing to Utah State. Utah State did not look great last week. Uh, They played uh, Boise and got whomped, and it showed. So, yeah, San Diego State, I think, has another run here uh, and another run and another run after that because that's all their offense is going to need to be, uh, and I expect them to cruise handily. And finally, closing out the evening at 10.30 p.m., God's football game. Nevada going to UNLV. They're playing in the new Raiders stadium. Um, Nevada showed some grit, showed some heart, pulled it out against Wyoming. Um, they're very good. They're going to throw the football a lot. Uh, Carson Strong was 39-52 for 420 yards and four touchdowns against Wyoming last week. I expect them to do the same thing here. UNLV is fine. They are not great. Uh, they are the team that got whomped by San Diego State. So I would expect them to, I would expect Nevada to come out their favor by 14. I would expect Nevada to come out and ruin some days, but I could see UNLV um, maybe coming out and wanting to show, show the world what they're made of in their first home game at the new Allegiant Stadium. Uh, that, this has been your group of five report. There are, other, there are other conferences, but the Sun Belt and the Mountain West are the only ones that matter this year. Um, please, please watch group of five football. You don't just have to watch Big Ten football, but if you do... Watch James Franklin lose his mind when he loses again. Back to you, Carla. Back to you, Crappy. Thank you, AJ. Um, Carla, he called you out. AJ, we went to – I thought we were friends. We went to college (laughs) together. I was your producer for a while. I thought we were friends. (laughs) <laughs> this is the I love you, but right. I, I mean, it, it, he was. I mean, he's a. Um, he is or was at one point a college, a, a college, a a closet uh, ish Ohio State fan. Um, I, I never, I, I never fully got the explanation for that. Um, but I, it's that that was a thing at one point, at least. I don't know if that's the case now or not. For what it's <sighs> worth. For what it's worth. Here's where. Here's where AJ was correct. Um. We're going to start with our games at noon on Saturday. Number 20, Coastal Carolina at Georgia State. Coastal is only favored by two and a half points. Um, fun belt, Carla. Uh, in, instead of, instead of the, the, the Michigans, um, I, I, and I think AJ is totally correct on this decision. What do you think about this one? <laughs> I said this last week on the show before my, my – I, I put on the, the cloudy glasses of college football thanks to my my beloved Nittany Lions. Um, Coastal Carolina is the team we all need in 2020. Yes. I, I, I really believe that. This is a team that hasn't done anything. They've only played in the Sun Belt for two years. They're, they're new to, to FBS level. Um, and they've already surpassed their win total combined between the last two seasons. <laughs> Like, if that's not the team we need in 2020, I don't know what is. Vote Coastal Carolina. That's my thing. You know, like, I, I would wear a Vote Coastal Carolina t-shirt right now. Um, I just, I love this team. Um, and what's interesting is the fact that, like, you know, I, I, I didn't know a lot about this team other than the fact that they just kept winning football games, right? Like, I was rooting, I watched them play against Kansas on that opening night, and it was just kind of like, whoa, what's going on here? Um, and so I don't know a lot about these, this team. And I went back and I looked, and last weekend, Coastal Carolina beat, I think, Georgia Southern was who yes, they played. Correct. Um, with a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. This team has metal. They've got resilience, right? This is a team that, that lose your starting quarterback and still go out and win a, a game against a team that can be dangerous in the Sun Belt. Um, that's a big deal. And, and it's a big question right now heading into this game is who's actually going to start at quarterback. Right. Their starter is Grayson McCall. He's still hurt. Fred Payton is the guy who led them to victory this past week. He's had a few starts at Coastal. He's got some experience, and he led the team to a really to the biggest win. You could argue it's the biggest win in Coastal Carolina's program history because I, it was think, their first time being ranked. Um, I think this from this point forward, 
any subsequent victories are the biggest victories in Coastal Carolina history because I mean they are they are I I, I don't know what the record was in in one double A uh, or where they jumped from but um uh but the season they're having is, is magnificent. Yes, it is. Um, and it's, the, it's just the, the, it's just the feel good story that we all need right now. There's a common opponent between these two teams between coastal and Georgia state. And that is Louisiana. Um, no true Georgia state played Louisiana in week one, um, lost in overtime, um, to, to Louisiana 34, 31 coastal beat Carolina, just a couple or, or beat um, Louisiana just a couple of weeks ago, 30 to 27. So you got a three point differential. So that tells me a lot about these two teams is that, and that explains the line to me when they have a common opponent like that. And the scores mm-hmm. are that close. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, and Georgia state has Georgia Southern throws wrinkles into the sunbelt. Georgia state does as well. Um, mm-hmm. Cause who did Georgia state give a run to an, a- an ACC team um, a couple years ago that they pushed somebody to the brink. Um, was it NC state? Mm. That might be. They pushed some, but they pushed like a they pushed a legitimate ACC team to the brink and lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is a team that that has a, a a reputation of liking to just mess things up. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia State really stingy against the run. I had to go look that up. Um, but they do they do have a little bit of weakness in 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 the passing game. They they do allow quite a few passing yards. Um, but offensively, they they score more points and put up more yards than Coastal. So the line on this game makes sense. I'm going to say that the feel-good story continues. I want a Cinderella in 2020. Like, if we deserve anything in 2020, it's a Cinderella. And Coastal Carolina wears the glass slipper well. Like, we need, we need that team like you do in the NCAA tournament, right? That, like, is that team that, like, makes it, like, <laughs> okay. into the Elite Eight that shouldn't. Coastal Carolina is my football equivalent of the NCAA tournament, the March Madness um, Cinderella. Coastal will find a way to win this game, and they will eke up even further into the rankings not by much maybe 19 like maybe up one spot um but they will be within the top 20 if they can win this football game okay okay um go chickens I, go chickens i did I, I should explain that i did not know until today i had to look up what the chanticleer uh is and um i i'm sure people in, in associated with coastal would, would dispute this but it's a chicken it's a chicken so um aj I, as i mentioned before AJ's correct. Don't don't watch the Michigans on Big Nude. Watch this game. Um, yeah. I the uh, I, I, I'm 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 enamored with Fred Payton, uh, who came in last week, and apparently just played like his hair was on fire. There were there were uh, there were two interceptions. There were three touchdown passes. Um, this is it is just this is like this is the the absolute advertisement for fun belt football. Uh, both teams rack up big yardage they are they're offensive oriented um georgia state's defense is especially suspect uh giving up 400 and a half uh, 450 uh, yards per game and that's that's the open door that fred payton is going to walk right through um i see the chickens extending their unbeaten streak uh for one more week at least <sighs> at three thirty on saturday uh, and 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 I I I I hate to do this to you, Carla, but this is legitimately an interesting game. Um, the, excuse me, number seventeen, Indiana at Rutgers. Indiana is favored by eleven and a half points. Um, I <laughs> go ahead. Let Let's start with the team that that I'm comfortable talking about right now, and that's okay. Rutgers. Okay. Um, was that the biggest surprise of last weekend? I, 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 you could make that case. Maybe uh, other than, yes. Yes, I'm going with yes. Okay. <laughs> See, I wasn't, I, I'll get there. We're going to talk about Indiana in a second. Okay. Um, I, Rutgers, Michigan State was the game that we literally threw up our hands and said we had no idea, right? Right. Because we had no idea about these two about these two teams and we still gave the benefit of the doubt we were both incredibly wrong about this we gave the benefit of the doubt with the talent level at michigan mm-hmm. state thinking that's, there was just that's quality. one of the one of the traditional powers you you assume that that's going to at least carry over and, and count for something right i thought so and and i and i watched that score early on and you know admittedly i was i was out a bit on saturday um and and so i was keeping an eye on that game just because i was curious as to you know what that how that was going to shake out and i looked at the score a couple times in that first half and i went wait what which is i think what most of the big 10 did 
right? You're looking at that score and you're going, wait, what? <laughs> Rutgers? Rutgers? Greg Schiano is the only coach at Rutgers that has ever figured out a way to make that team successful. And since, he went in there in the his- Since the early, the, since the mid 1800s. It's crazy. I mean, <laughs> Rutgers has not been a good football team, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Greg Schiano was there and made them a winning program, took them to a couple of bowl games. And then he scoots off to the NFL and he comes back and Rutgers pulls off a win on the road. Right. Like, I mean, that's, that's a huge, huge win. And and you go back and you look and there's a common theme between both Rutgers and Indiana from last weekend. And this is the, the, why I'm going to throw up my hands on this game as well. Um, Which might be surprising to people. And that is the fact that both teams benefited from mistakes from their opponent. Yes. Seven Sparty turnovers. Mm -hmm. Seven. Rutgers started their possessions more often in plus territory than not. Mm -hmm. Right? So they didn't have to work with a long field. They were able to to force, and whether that, you know, it was a combination of forcing Sparty into mistakes or Sparty just flat out making mistakes. Right? Mm -hmm. But Rutgers was able to capitalize on it. Um, nor Noah Vedral did had a decent game at quarterback. He threw a really nice, his last touchdown. I was watching some highlights today. His last touchdown in the fourth quarter was a beautiful fade route to the corner right over the shoulder of the receiver um, mm-hmm. to, to um, Shameen Jones. Um, it was a beautiful ball. Um, and, and if he can keep that kind of um, level of play up Rutgers, I'm not going to say Rutgers is going to win the East, right? I'm not going to that extreme. Can Rutgers be a 500 football team and maybe eke into a bowl game in a crazy, wacky, whatever 2020 is? I think it's possible based on what I saw last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you have, you know, and, and so Rutgers took advantage of, of, Mich- of Michigan State mistakes, um, but capitalized when they needed to and put points on the board. That's the exact same thing that Indiana did. Yes. That's the exact same thing Indiana did. Because if you look at the drive chart for Indiana in the second half of, that, of the football game, um, punt interception field goal okay punt turnover on downs the only touchdown they scored was the one that penn state should never have given them the ball back for mm-hmm. right um right. and and so and 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 that's not taking anything away from indiana michael Penix did exactly what he needed to do on that drive to take indiana down the field to to go tie that football game but they also capitalized from two huge penn state defensive mistakes on mm-hmm. that drive a face mask penalty that shouldn't have happened and an offside penalty that gave them 20 yards. Right. So Indiana and and the first half Indiana went up by 10 points because Penn state turned the ball over twice and they immediately capitalized those, those two turnovers into a field goal and a touchdown. Right. Indiana played opportunistic football. So did Rutgers. And we don't have enough statistics on either of these two teams to know which one of the two is going to be able to force the other one into the mistake. (laughs) <laughs> right this game is the epitome is this is this week's version of the we have no idea mm-hmm. because we really don't know a lot about either of these two teams because they both capitalized on their opponent's errors and went to victory i'll give the edge to indiana in this okay. game okay. it would not stun me to see this game be really really close okay closer than what people are expecting um yeah because i think, I I th- think the line is dumb i think the line yeah, is dumb i think the line is awful we don't know anything about Indiana really, right? We, we know the errors that Penn State made and the fact that Indiana can capitalize on them. And that's what a good football team does. They mm-hmm. capitalize on the other team's mistakes. But offensively, their numbers were mediocre, sure. right? Uh, you know, and, and they didn't really move the ball well other than that last drive at the end of the game. That was the only time the entire game that they really had any sort of ball movement. Um, every other time they were capitalizing on a turnover. And starting in, you know, in better field positions. So, sure, I'll give the the edge. Indiana beat a better football team right. last weekend than Rutgers did. So I'll give the edge to Indiana. But this game, to me, is a little bit of a toss up. Going to be way closer than the line says. Okay, okay. I, I, you, you sounded for a moment like like you were sort of arguing that that Rutgers is going to win this football game. I, <laughs> Whose fault were the seven turnovers? Like that's, I, I, that's the thing I know, that I can't I know, figure. Like I know, and it's it's it is hard. But those those games were uh, were mirror images uh, in a lot of ways. Um, and and you're absolutely right about Indiana. I 
Indiana, I'm tempted to say Indiana is the same Indiana team that they always are. Um, but that was not the case on Saturday. Um, Penn State's defense did largely what, what it should do uh, mm-hmm. against, a, against an offense uh, like Indiana's and in, in that they, they really limited it. But Indiana was able to uh, – Indiana, um, they, they, beat, they, they won that game with 100 – excuse me, 211 yards of total offense. That's it. That's it. Um, that's, that's like a quarter for, uh, for uh, some of the, the other teams in the conference. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I look at this, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't get, there's, there's some kind of weird New Jersey thing going on. Uh, Greg Schiano had success there. He left, couldn't make it work in the NFL. Um, you know, obviously was a coordinator for a while before he got this job again. And suddenly he's freaking Newt Brockney. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how that happens. Yeah. I don't know how it happens. Um, and, and that is, a, that is a, a, of course, a gross overreaction after one week of college football. Um, it's overreaction Monday. Hey! We get that. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. We're allowed to overreact. It's week one. Let's go. Um, I, I, the, the thing that would, you know, if I'm a Rutgers fan, I'm concerned because um, uh, they, they gave up a lot of yards in the air last weekend um and and i think that's generally uh, not necessarily last weekend but that's generally the strength of indiana's offense um uh, although michael Penix was a little more uh, balanced than that but i i i just i i feel like uh i i, I feel like shiano is just gonna work some kind of magic here the, and these teams are certainly much more even than than the line would indicate um, yeah. And I and I think Rutgers is going to win this game at home, uh, and and go to two and zero at the conference uh, for the first time ever, uh, as far as I as far as I can recall. Uh, that's so that's uh, what, uh, that's going to be an interesting one to watch. Um, yeah, well, as will this one uh, <laughs> at seven thirty on Saturday uh, on number three Ohio State at number eighteen Penn State. Ohio State is favored by twelve. Again, I think that line is generous. And uh, I will say off the bat that um, this game has my college football neuroses just screaming off the charts. <laughs> but Carla, I will let you go first. Well, most of my notes, since we talked a lot about Indiana, um, I, most of my notes are, are, are how Penn State can win this football game after after a devastating loss. Right? Because that's the most. That's an emotional. Mm-hmm. blow to a mm-hmm. team um mm-hmm. to do that um so most of my notes are here's what needs to be fixed right and honestly it's mental errors mm-hmm. it's code it's coaching errors mm-hmm. um penn state flat out had too many mistakes um and, and it was interesting watching that game sean uh, you know we talked about the new offensive coordinator last week sean clifford did not look fully comfortable in that offense the entire no, game um, he just, he looked uncomfortable. He was constantly glancing at the sideline. This was not the same Sean Clifford that we saw last year who looked like he had total control of that offense. Now true. He's lost some weapons around him. I get that. And the biggest loss that I could tell, and the biggest problem that Penn state is going to have this year is the fact that last weekend against a team that they should have been able to run the football against, um, Penn state had no visible gr- ground game beyond Sean Clifford scrambling out of the pocket. Um, and Noah, Noah Brown. Second tailback. I mean, that was something that just announced today that um, the second tailback is is lost for the season. Yeah, so it's not good. The run yeah. game for Penn State doesn't exist right now, um, and it didn't last week because Sean Clifford was their leading rusher, right? Mm-hmm. And and we've talked about that. How many years have we talked about that? When your quarterback is your leading rusher, you may have problems on offense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we're sitting. That's where I'm sitting right now, firmly in the seat as being a, a at least a, a, a right now a Penn State fan um, is there's no run game and and that's a problem that's that's a real problem especially when you've got a quarterback that is still learning a new offensive system you've got to have that support around him and he just Clifford just does not have that right now to the extent that he made some pretty um decisions that he doesn't make right and and that's that's what led you know two interceptions in the first half 
lead immediately to 10 points for, for Indiana. And, you know, there's your ball game. Um, but just some disciplinary errors too, right? The, the face mask late in the game, the offsides penalty that gave Indiana life on a, you know, a, on a play that could have been, I think it was a third and long and it ended up being a third and manageable, right? Um, for God's sake, take a knee, Devin Ford take a knee right and he thought about it but it was too late like that was the thing like he was literally when his foot stepped right in front of the 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 line um he's like oh wait and and his momentum he couldn't do anything to stop he couldn't do anything about it right like you just take a knee you kneel it out you kick the field goal you're up 24 20 and and indiana gets the ball back with what 17 or 18 seconds left in the game it, that was it was heartbreaking to see uh, right it, it, legitimately and then i'm you know i'm not an Ohio uh, or penn state fan and it's and every, like oh that kid oh man i feel so bad for him yeah and and everybody's talking about the two-point conversion at the end of the game that, that indiana won it with in, in overtime and and um and Braden and i actually uh, talked about this on on twitter the idea that like you couldn't overturn that and i actually agree with that Mm-hmm. You, there wasn't enough evidence. You couldn't overturn it. However, it was called on the field it was the way that it needed to be called. But it never should have come to that, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of the game, and that's why you know the, the Penn State fan is it never should have come to that. Devin Ford takes a knee. You're up twenty four twenty. There never should have been that game that game tying drive at the end mm-hmm. of the fourth quarter. That just never should have happened. But then once it did happen, Penn State made too many mistakes, and they made too many mistakes throughout the whole game. The only way that Penn State has hope in this game is if they clean up their own house that's exactly what needs to happen here if they keep making these stupid mental errors um and don't get back into like and i realize they've got a new system they've got new things that they've got to learn they're missing key key players um but after a a devastating loss from an emotional and a mental standpoint and a game that was lost not because the other team was that much better than you but because you kind of beat yourself (laughs) And you gave the other team the opportunity to take advantage of, which they did, which does not say that that's not me saying that Indiana is a bad football team. That's Indiana doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When, when, when any team gives you those opportunities, you've got to take them. And Indiana did that. Penn state cannot absolutely cannot do that at home in Beaver stadium against an Ohio state team, where if they give them any wiggle room, the game's over. Right. This is, this is a game that you've got to play. You've got to play near perfection against a really, really good opponent. Right. You cannot lose to yourself in this game. Um, I joked with you as, as I was watching the beginning of the Ohio state Nebraska game um, when Nebraska went up seven, nothing. And then Ohio state scored what the next 17 points. And I I texted you and said, Oh wait, Ohio state just played cat and mouse with Nebraska. Didn't they? Um, Yeah. I mean, that's really what it felt like, right? Like, uh, let in, okay, sorta. fine. Let Indiana go down and score the, and get, get their hopes up and then let's go destroy them, right? Uh-huh. Um, I'm real concerned about that as a Penn State fan this week. Okay. Um, I'm real concerned about that because I think there's a possibility that, that Penn State is going to come out with a vengeance after losing that game. Um, <laughs> yeah, did, and, you're, and, you're concerned about that? And Ohio yeah. State's going to play cat and Ohio State's going to play cat and mouse with them. Okay, sure. Yeah, here's a touchdown. Go ahead, score. Get some momentum. There's nobody in the stands. Playing in Beaver Stadium means nothing. <laughs> and now we're going to use our physical size and the way that we dominate the line and the way that the fact that you can't run the football and the fact that we have a pretty decent secondary. Um, it's really hard for me to say, yeah, Ohio, or Penn State's going to win this football game. Like, I, I, I have to because I'm a fan, right? Like, I'm a fan, and this is the one time of the year that I'm like, yeah, Penn State wins. You turn the ball over once, you can't run the football. <sighs> if this was at home in a whiteout situation, I would say yeah. absolutely Penn State wins this football. I would, I would be terrified, for the record, if, if, that, <laughs> if that were the case. Absolutely Penn State wins this game at home. But they're just, there's, just too, there's a lot of stuff here, and it's going to take a lot of work for Penn mm-hmm. State to win this, fo- this football game. Um, the one good thing going for them is um, Penn State's defense looked really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the line looked really, really good. They only allowed 41 yards of rushing to Indiana. Yeah, it's Indiana, whatever. Um, but, like, that's still 41 yards for an entire game is pretty is pretty um, pretty tight defense. And, mm-hmm. my God, Shaka Tony. Holy cow, yeah, yeah, Shaka yeah. Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was that one Indiana possession where literally he was in the backfield every single down. Like, it mm-hmm. was just like, Shaka Tony, sack. Shaka Tony, sack. And Shaka I, Tony, we, we, Shaka Tony. 
Shaka Tony. <laughs> like that's that's the one thing we got going for is maybe we can maybe we can minimize the Ohio State run game a little bit. Um, and and I really wish we could run the football because that was your weakness last week. You gave up a bunch of run yards again to to, to Nebraska, and I don't know if we can do anything about it. Mm. Like we can't run the ball to begin with. Like, okay, great, you gave up two hundred yards of rushing, whatever. Okay. Um, sure, a miracle happens. I'm gonna go okay. like rice, right? Like. If if, doink, rice doink, doink, can, doink. if rice can quadruple dunk or um doink that's the word I was looking for not dunk doink um if rice can quadruple doink a field goal Penn State can find a way to win this game at home there done but it's true it's true it's true um I I, I uh, uh, I'm I was actually I was upset that Penn State lost last week because i'm like oh man they're uh, and this is this is the college football university so i i referenced earlier that that's like uh, they're going to be motivated they're going to be pissed off this is their chance to to make up for that and i oh this is not what i wanted um so uh good stuff from ohio state last week justin fields uh wide receivers and tight ends defense eventually um not so good Justin Fields, we, <laughs> Carla, we we just we just spoke of this. Justin Fields was Ohio State's leading rusher. Yeah, I did see um, that. I you, you, you can't run the football with an experienced backup who gained uh, almost 800 yards last year, and you could not uh, run the football with a transfer from Oklahoma, uh, who I believe was a former starter. Um, and it took a long time for the defense to to actually get wound up. Um, it, it it didn't amount to points on the board, um, but uh, giving up two touchdowns in the first half versus a field goal in the second half that that felt like a dramatic difference. And 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 Nebraska is a better team. I, I I think there's no question about that. But man, they're not Penn State, and those weaknesses are, are amplified against a, a Nittany Lions team. Um, I, Anyone who, who in, in Ohio State fan who looked at the Penn State loss last week and, and was happy about it and what it meant for this weekend is dramatically incorrect. Because the, the Penn State team, uh, there, are, there are losses from injuries, and, and yeah, the, the, the running back stuff is, is really, is, would, would be a, really, a real concern. But this is still that team. Um, this is still the, you know, this is still the, 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 the top 10 matchup that everyone was anticipating. Penn state is, is not, excuse me. Penn state is not a bad team. Um, and, and now they have a, an extra bit of motivation and it's kind of, it, it's kind of frightening from my standpoint. Uh, Ohio state is capable of correcting the, the, the stuff that, that, um, that was a drag in the game against um, uh, uh, Nebraska last weekend. Um, if they can, I'm comfortable saying that this this is actually a, 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 this could be a, a comfortable win. If they don't, um, if you know, if the problem with the running game is is is, is a real actual problem against a defense that's better than Nebraska's, um, then man, this is going to be tight. Uh, Penn State's good enough to beat to, to beat Ohio State. To, don't don't think anything else. Um, I think I think Ohio State can fix enough stuff uh, combined with especially issues with the, with the Penn State running game, um, which would help them kind of uh, speed the game up and and uh, time of possession and all that stuff. Um, That would that would that help move a bunch, um, but I think Ohio State's going to fix enough of the problems from last weekend that they will win this game on Saturday night. Uh, boys and girls, you can hear the Carlin Crabby Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, whatever it is, Stitcher, etc., etc., etc. You can watch us on YouTube and on the show's Facebook page. If you'd like us, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't, mind your own damn business. Uh, be sure to come back here next week to see exactly 
how wrong we were. And we picked two games differently. So we'll see. We'll have another chance to see how how wrong each of us was. Carla, do you have any final thoughts? One final thought this week. Yes. Um, we haven't brought out the Clemsoning index in a long time. We have not. Um, and boy, they were, that was a tight game, surprisingly, last weekend for them. Yeah, yeah I mean, from, they still tight-ish, won by like tight-ish, 20. Right? Tight-ish. Like, I, I'm going to bring out the Clemsoning index for, for, for Boston College at Clemson this weekend um that's a four and two boston college team now true yes. they've lost to every team that they that's been ranked that they mm-hmm. have played but it's a it's a boston college team that has raised some eyebrows in the acc and you know clemson's favored by like 31 and a half um this is one of those games that i would be like beware of clemsoning this is one of those games right if i was if we were still right. doing the clemsoning index this would probably be at a six for me um okay and enough that it would get my attention um you know boston college likes to pass the football now now clemson's pretty good at you know is technically the top rated pass defense in the acc but they're still giving up a bunch of yards um mm-hmm. in the secondary so can True. can bc hang with them you know i think bc can hang for a while let's see what happens um but keep your eye on that one that game's a, that's a noon kick um again big nude forget big nude like go watch yeah, the game on we'll ac it. on abc flip flip between that and, and espn you watching the the coastal game um those are, those are both going to be better football games, I think. Because you don't have enough options on nude, on nude, on noon Saturday. <laughs> My other suggestion, if you happen to be a group of five fan who likes Midwestern football, that, you know, perhaps not the crazy scoring, uh, perhaps good defense, um, uh, Cincinnati at Memphis. Cincinnati, yeah. and I, I did not. I did not write this in my notes. I think they're number seven right now. Um, they are having an amazing season, uh, and and I think clearly the the best group of five team uh, in the country at this point. Um, uh, but they they have the solid offense, great quarterback play, and it's Luke Fickle. So the defense has been sparkling. Um, they are playing at a a, a more traditional group of five kind of a, a team uh in memphis and that in that memphis is uh wants to score and score a bunch um that that that's going to be a good game as well so what mm-hmm. you got coastal you, you you've got uh clemson and boston college you've got cincinnati and memphis god don't watch the michigans that that's it that game is going to be painful just don't do it don't do it i i'm, I'm Kel, carla and i are both on board with aj for this mm-hmm. one Pick 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 a pick a group of five game at noon on Saturday and, and watch <laughs> that one because it's going to be way more fun uh, than anything else. Um, Carla, oh geez, I have just a little beer left in here, and that's, that's yeah, I've got probably, just a little wine left. That's probably just it's, fine. It's twenty twenty. Like, what are we get? What are we going to do? Like, it's twenty twenty. Um, it is Halloween week, uh, so is. I think all this stuff is allowed, um, including some scary games on Saturday for <laughs> for both of us. For both of us. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for watching. Um, be sure to come back next week and, uh, and and join us again as we take you through some more games. Carla, enjoy your week. Happy Halloween. Uh, happy Halloween. Uh, thank God for Reese's. I'm going to need a whole bunch of them for that game on Saturday night. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon.